Okay, so let's continue our discussion about spiritual gifts. Um, First Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 7. It says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the Spirit, the word of wisdom, through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working miracles, to another prophecy. So we'll be talking about prophecy today. And over the years I've seen many people say this is prophet, what prophecy means, and that is what prophecy means, and this is what prophecy means. And but when I check the word of God and uh, look at it very clearly, it's kind of direct opposite of what people say prophecy is. For example, now if I look at you and I know what's going on within your heart, that's not prophecy. I've not prophesied to you. What I did was I operated by um, the gift of words of knowledge because the gift of words of knowledge is the ability to know what is going on in the life of a person or to know specific facts about a person. I've taught you what words of knowledge is. I've taught you. So words of knowledge is knowing things about people. You know, for example, you know their birthdays. You know their names supernaturally now without asking anyone, without asking them. But the Holy Ghost inside you is talking, is, is telling you. Do you understand me? You know things that would happen in the future. That is words of knowledge. Things you know things before they happen. You know things that you were not told happened. Do you understand me? You just know things supernaturally. Now that is words of knowledge, facts, specific facts. Do you understand me? You know the account number of a person. You know their names and their surnames. You know their phone numbers supernaturally. You know the problems of their life. You know the good things in their life. Supernaturally. Do you understand? That's words of knowledge. So what is prophecy? Prophecy simply means declaring the words of God over a person. Is that okay? That is what prophecy means. It means you declare the words of God over a person. You care for someone. God is telling you, okay, this particular person, I'm going to bless him or her. This particular person, I'm restoring health in their family. This particular person, I'm going to open doors of supernatural favor and an abundance for the person. You are declaring the words of, of God over a particular person. That is what prophecy means. Okay, let's check the word of God. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 14. Now, this is it. Sorry, First Corinthians chapter 14 from verse 3 no let's start from verse 1 the bible says pursue love and desire spiritual gifts but especially that you may prophesy you know we have a lot of believers these days who don't want to prophesy they feel it's unscriptural to prophesy but this is the bible telling you desire spiritual gifts but especially that you may prophesy we must prophesy as believers we must do it it's 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 part of us the gifts of the Spirit are given to every man for the profit of all. See, let me tell you this. If you don't know, let me tell you now. If you are not operating in any of the spiritual gifts, if you are not, if you are not operating in any, any of the spiritual gifts, maybe let me say it again. See, listen, if you are not operating in any of the spiritual gifts, it's a sign that you are selfish. You are selfish. You don't want to fail because you are like, well, if I heal this person, what if the person does not get healed? So what? If I pray for this person and what if the thing does not happen so what okay let me go ahead and continue it says for he who speaks in tongue does not speak to men but to God for no one understands him however in the spirit he speaks mystery now mysteries now many of you all you have been accustomed to in your life is speaking in tongues and you are just benefiting yourself benefiting yourself not allowing other people to lay hold on the blessings of God upon your life you must learn to prophesy you must consciously prophesy you must position yourself to prophesy to people it's a must it says pursue love and desire spiritual gifts but especially that you may prophesy all believers must prophesy every one of us all right it says verse 3 it says but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men that is what prophecy means it means edifying people comforting people and exhorting people in the words of god proclaiming the word of god over people 
declaring the word of God, God is going to bless a particular person. It's inspired. It's not like this is it. Now, I'm not saying you begin to pray for someone. It's, there's a difference between praying for someone and prophesying to someone. When you pray for someone, you think about it. You're like, okay, God will bless you. Um, God will lift you. God will do this and that to you. Now, that is praying for someone. But this is the prophecy. You see, when you pray for someone, it is your, your, your thought. You are bringing them words to yourself. But when you prophesy, it is inspired by you are not the one thinking about it. You just know. You know this is not my thought. This is not my reasoning. This is God leading me. This is God inspiring things from inside me. Things are just coming to my mind and I'm seeing them. That is prophecy. You don't have to shout and scatter cheer. You don't have to say, hey, 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 hey. Hi, the Lord, I'm here. I'm among my people and all that. No. You can comport yourself and still prophesy. I call you blessed. Have a wonderful day. Good morning. Did you sleep well? Okay, so let's continue our series on spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 7. The Bible says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing, by the same spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy so today i want to talk to you about prophecy what is prophecy you know there are several misconceptions in the body of christ as touching what prophecy is you know many people and you know um, innocently they kind of mix prophecy with words of knowledge and with words of wisdom they are not the same thing you see, let me say this to you. There are three categories of spiritual gifts. Three categories. You have um, the gifts of power, or you could call them the power gifts. Then we have another set called the gift of utterance, or the speaking gifts. Then three, we have the revelational gifts, or um, the gifts of revelation. Now, what are the power gifts? The power gifts are, you know, gifts that make things happen. That makes things happen. You know, power is, power is the ability to do work. So, the gifts of power are gifts that make things happen. Do you understand me? They, they create things or restore things or they just allow things to happen. Now, the three gifts that are under the power gifts are, number one, the gift of healing. Then, give the gift of working of miracles then the gift of faith you see these three things they make things happen do you understand your faith would make situations live when you speak to the, a mountain it it will it will allow the mountain to move and be thrown into the ocean do you understand now the gift of working of miracles i explained to you it means um god's creative ability god's creative ability now the gift of healings is god's um supernatural ability to restore health for someone so those things make things happen when you heal someone you see things done when you um what's it called now when you perform a miracles you see things done when you use the gift of faith you see things done now what about the revelational gift the revelational gift are gift that shows all things that shows us things now the, the things that are under it are discerning of spirits then the words of wisdom then words of knowledge now, I've explained what words of knowledge means. Words of knowledge, don't mistake words of knowledge and prophecy. It's not the same thing. When you prophesy, you can, of course, you can interchange everything and use them all at once, but then they are different. Do you understand me? I can prophesy and give words of knowledge at the same time. Do you understand me? But when I'm prophesying, I'm prophesying. When I'm doing words of knowledge, I'm doing words of knowledge. Do you understand? So what is word of knowledge? Words of knowledge is the ability to know certain facts about people. You know, for example, you can know their names without you asking them. You can know their phone numbers without you asking them. You can know situations. You can know their problems without you asking them. You can know good things about them before without you asking them. Do you understand? That's words of knowledge. And that's what many people call prophecy. No, that is not prophecy. So what then is prophecy? Prophecy, no, before I explain what prophecy means, let me tell you the gift of utterance or the speaking gifts. Now, the gift of utterance is speaking with tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Do you understand me? That's where, see, prophecy has to do with talking. You are talking. You are declaring the words of God. 
Do you understand me? That's what prophecy is. Prophecy simply means declaring and proclaiming the word of God. Again, let me recap so that you would understand me carefully. The gifts of power, you have the gift of faith under it, you have working of miracles, and you have healings. The revelational gift, you have words of knowledge, words of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. Then, the speaking gift, you have speaking with tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. So I explained to you that when you prophesy, you are foretelling, you are, you are foretelling. Do you understand me? Uh, let me let me let me tell you when you speak when, when you prophesy you are forth telling you are forth telling but when you operate in words of knowledge you are foretelling see there are two different things foretelling f o r e t e l l i n g foretelling foretelling means you are telling certain things that will happen in the future now that is the operation of the gifts of of words of knowledge when you know things that will happen before they happen do you understand me that is words of wisdom or that is rather that is words of knowledge when you know things before they happen when you know things that would happen in the future that is words of knowledge now when you decree things when you command things to happen in the future that is forth telling you are telling the thoughts do you understand me that's the best way i know to explain it do you understand me so prophesying means you are declaring the word of God you are proclaiming the word of God announcing professing the word of God about someone's future or about someone's life you are commanding things to happen now it is different from praying when you pray you are using your mind you are using your own head but when you prophesy you are using the mind of God because God is going to speak to you God is going to inspire you from inside out very quickly let me show you first Corinthians chapter 14 from verse 1 it says pursue love and desire spiritual gifts but especially that you may prophesy see it's a most that will prophesy this is Paul admonishing us that we must prophesy it's so funny that a lot of believers these days they don't want to prophesy because they're like oh no prophesying is for prophets prophesying is for pastors no prophesying is for every believer and Paul admonishes us the word of God teaches us to prophesy the Bible says for he who speaks in tongues does not speak to men but to God for no one understands him however in the spirit he speaks mysteries but he who prophesies speaks edification exhortation and comfort to all men see when you prophesy you are edifying someone you are edi- you are exhorting someone you are comforting someone that is what it means to prophesy and the only way to do that is by proclaiming the word of God the inspired word of God do you understand me I call you blessed all right take care of yourself hello how are you I hope you are fine okay so I want you to listen to this message as much as you can listen to it did you hear what I said I want you to listen to the message as much as you can listen to it um, because it's going to bless your life number one and it would help you to stay on track do you understand me it would help you to stay on track okay so activate your spirit first i'm i will try my best to make it as short as possible i'll trust the lord to help me okay so activate your spirit first corinthians chapter 14 from verse 14 let me read it out to you first corinthians chapter 14 verse 14 you know i may be quoting some verses of the bible I may be quoting them and not give you the exact place where they are written. Your duty is to find the exact place where they are written. Do you understand me? Put it in your notes as you are listening to this. Write, if it's possible for you to write every single thing I'm seeing, write them down. Put the verses. Look for the verses. Do you understand me? Look for them. Read them. Do you understand me? Quote them. When you start to teach, tell people to read it. Read it's out to them do you understand me read the verses out to them i may not be able to you know show you all of the scriptures that i'll be quoting but i want you to look for them and study them and read it read it to the people when you're ministering it's very important very important and the reason why i wouldn't be i will not be doing that is because of our time do you understand okay so first corinthians chapter 14 from verse 14 i would only use verses where i will only read them to you where it's necessary first corinthians chapter 14 from verse 14 it says for if i pray in tongue 
If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit is praying, but my understanding is unfruitful. Now you must understand that man is a trapatite being. And when I say trapatite, I mean man is, um, is, a, is a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. That's what First Thessalonians tells us. It says, um, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And then this is Paul saying, when we pray in tongues, it is our spirit that is praying. What does that tell you? That tells you that, see, whether you like it or not, let me say this to you, whether you like it or not, the world is physical, but though physical, almost everything, almost everything in the world, are you with me? Almost everything in the world is being controlled by the realms of the spirit. Okay? By the realms of the spirit. So, let me say it like this, that, okay, now, the spirit of God, Listen, follow me carefully. The Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Okay? Now, the witness of the Spirit of God in our spirit. I want you to follow me. The witness, the witness of the Spirit of God in our spirit is the primary way that the Lord leads us. Maybe you didn't get me. The Bible says that as many, you know, I'm going to talk about activating your spirit and uh, in, in terms of being led by the spirit. Do you understand me? You have to activate your spirit by, and, um, and the purpose of that is so that you can be led by the spirit. That's one of the reasons why we are making this teaching. Do you understand me? Okay. Activating your spirit, you know, please just get what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that this teaching, I'm going to base it on the leadership of the Holy Ghost. That you can be led by the spirit of God. Do you understand me? That you can be controlled. I've told you, this world is physical, but although physical, um, it is controlled by the spirit, by the realms of the spirit. And so, as believers, even though we have body, um, our body does not just act the way they want. No, it's the result of um, spiritual intelligence. Do you understand me? Our body reacts to the leadings of the spirit whichever spirit we are open to whether evil spirit or holy spirit do you understand me now when you begin to spend time with god i'm running ahead of myself already but when you begin to spend time with god when you begin to spend time with the holy ghost you are yielding yourself to the holy ghost for him to lead you but when you are drawn away and you don't spend time with god you will be led by evil spirits and demons and so you discover that the things that you are doing with your time and the things you are doing with your life are things that does not matter they don't matter to your life they don't matter to your destiny are you with me so i says the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of god that's what the bible says it's in the bible search it out and read it do you understand me the bible says the spirit of god bears with witness with our spirit that we are the sons of god and so, it is as the result of the witness of the Spirit of God inside you. That is the primary way that, the God, that, the God, that God leads you. The Bible says that as many of them that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. I think that should be in Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Okay? So, therefore, because the Spirit of the Lord is in your spirit, is synchronized. See, the location of the Spirit of God right now is in your spirit. That is where the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is not in heaven. The Holy Spirit is on earth. Where is he on earth? Inside your spirit. Where is your spirit? Inside your body. And so that's how the Holy Spirit takes control of you and touches the world through you. Okay? Hallelujah. Are you with me? So, now, because the Spirit of the Lord is inside you, you must position yourself and take the right posture. To receive the witness and the leadership of the Spirit of God. Did you hear what I said? Because the Spirit of the Lord is on your inside. He is inside of you. You must position yourself and put yourself in a specific posture. Put yourself in a, in, a, in a position. That's the best way I can put it. In a position where you can be led by the Holy Ghost. See, your spirit must be activated to receive guidance from God. Have you seen believers who are confused? 
They are so confused about life. They don't know what to do with their life. Their life does not have meaning whatsoever. Believers, born again. Some of them are even tongue-talking. But their life has no target. They have no goals. They have no dreams. They have no vision for their life. No mission whatsoever. They are just, they wake up very early in the morning and do whatever it is that comes through their day. Watch movies, watch robots, party, go out with friends, and that's all they do. For some of them that are a, a bit wiser, they are a bit wiser, they just go to work and come back. That's not the way God wants you to live your life. He wants you to live your life from a, from a depth of relationship with Him. And that is how He can lead you. So you must, your spirit must be activated to receive guidance from God. See, when, the spirit, when, when your spirit is activated, hmm? when your spirit is activated, when your spirit is, um, is burning, is alive, do you understand me? When you have charged yourself, when you have built your spirit, it is easier for you to receive from God. That is what many people don't know. I have discovered, see, in my life, in my journey with God, I have discovered that many times when I'm down spiritually and I've not taken out to pray in tongues, usually it's a bit difficult for me to hear the voice of God. Listen, it's not like God is not speaking. Are you with me? It's not like God is not talking. No, He's talking, He's speaking. But I am not in position, I am not in tune to receive well from Him. Are we together? All right? So, when your spirit is activated, when you've prayed in tongues long enough, when you have beat yourself, you are putting yourself in tune to receive from God's spirit. Do you understand what I just said? You are putting yourself in a position to receive leadings, leadings from God. That way you will never be confused. You just, you just know what to do. You know how to do what to do. You know when to do what to do. You know how to carry out the assignment that God has placed in your hands. And that is why many of us cannot be confused why we take our time to pray in the Holy Ghost. See, when you see some believers, many believers that cannot, when I talk about praying in the Holy Ghost, I'm not saying, and then you just go ahead and then, that's all. No! That's not all there is to pray in the Holy Ghost. You cannot pray in the Holy Ghost and be thinking about what you eat. You cannot pray in the Holy Ghost and be thinking about, oh, my, 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 um, okay, ah, God, the movie that I want to go and collect for my friends. Ah, I'm praying the Holy Ghost, but man, you have a ball tonight. Oh, I'm praying the Holy Ghost, but my work, ah, my business, this, this, this. No. You cannot pray in the Holy Ghost and your mind, you take your mind, your mind will just travel and come back. No. You, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you put your mind to it. Do you understand me? You put your mind to it. You'll be focused. You don't allow your mind shift, goes here and there, here and there, to and fro. No. You will not be restless. You will position your mind to be in tune. That is how to draw power from the place of prayers. Do you understand me? That is how to draw power. That is how to pull power. So, it is very important as believers, please. See, the Bible tells you that no man can know the things of God. Save the Spirit of God. See, God has an assignment for you. God has an assignment for you. Say with me. Say, God has an assignment for me. Okay. God has an assignment for you. And you cannot, you cannot know that assignment unless, unless you have a close relationship with God. The Bible says, no man can know the things of God. Save the Spirit of God. No man can know the things of a man. Save the Spirit of the man. And God has revealed it to us. He says we have the mind of Christ. Now you have to spend time. You are, are you with me? You have to spend time to stay sensitive to the Holy Ghost. It is your responsibility as a believer to stay sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Do you understand me? It is your responsibility. It is a must. It is your duty. You are obligated to do it. You're obligated to do it. Like that's your it is your it is it is just it is your work. That you must be sensitive. You must be sensitive to, to the Holy Ghost. And you cannot be sensitive to the Holy Ghost unless you activate your spirit. How? By praying in tongues and meditating on the word. By praying in tongues and meditating on the word. You know, 
prayer and the word cannot you cannot take prayer and leave the word you cannot leave the word and take prayers no both of them the apostle Paul, the apostle peter says we will continually give ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer That's what the Bible says. We continually give ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayers. See, you cannot live a life of prayers and not live a life of the word. You cannot live a life of the word of God and not live a life of prayers. Both of them must go side by side. When you, once you can do that, see, your spirit will be activated. You just know. You know you are the zenith. You are the peak of your spirituality. Okay, so do you understand me? So you cannot allow, listen to me, you cannot allow your mind, your natural mind, you cannot allow it to be stronger than your spiritual life. Please, you cannot. You, you cannot, you cannot. See, whatever you yield yourself to more, listen to me, get this very, very well. Whatever it is that you yield yourself to more, hmm? If you yield yourself to a particular thing, very soon you you master that thing and master it, and that thing will take you up. Do you understand what I mean? For example, now if you're a right-handed person, if if you're a right-handed person, and then often and often and often and often and often you are using your right hand. See, it's just a matter of time before your right hand becomes the becomes very very stronger than your left hand very soon you will not be able to use your left hand again because you are so preoccupied because you are so you are so accustomed to using your right hand so if all you have been doing in your life is getting yielded to this world always watching movies always going out to party like always doing things that have no benefit whatsoever to your spiritual life Always doing those things. If all you are doing in your life is doing those things, you will not be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Because, you see, sensitivity is not possible. Hmm? Sensitivity is not possible without sensitation. Do you understand me? So, you have to build a spirit man. You have to build your spirit man and make it stronger than your mind, than your natural mind. Because when your spirit is dominated, do you understand me? Sorry, when your spirit dominates your body, when your spirit dominates your mind, it is easier to flow with the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? When you allow the Spirit of God to dominate your mind, it will be easy to flow with the Holy Spirit. It will be easy for the Holy Spirit to take control of every of your life. So, now, how do you position yourself to be in tune with the Holy Ghost? Number one, I've told you I'll make this as short as possible. Number one is by praying in other tongues. By praying in other tongues. Let me show you. Jude chapter 1 from verse 20. You know what it means? Build up yourself, wherefore beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Building up yourself. That is how you build yourself in Christ. Mm. Maybe you didn't know. The word faith there means, it simply means Christ. Building up yourself in Christ by praying in the Holy Ghost. Do you understand me? You must learn to pray in other tongues. He says, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit is praying. Do you know the meaning of that? It means you are putting your spirit to work. Do you understand me? It means you are putting your spirit to work. Your spirit is praying. Your mind is inactive. Your body is inactive. Do you understand me? Like, they, you are not carnal at that point. You are, says, it says, building up yourself on your most holy, the most holy, most holy. Do you understand? Most holy. It means at that point, you are engaging the most holy activity you can ever engage in your life. The most holy activity. That's what you do when you pray in tongues. So, and so, you don't just stop at praying in tongues. I've told you, you meditate on the word. Jesus chapter 1 verse 8, he says, um, the, word, the word of the Lord must not depart from your mouth, but that shall meditate on it during um, day and night, and observe to do according to all that is written therein, and then there you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. 
So you must meditate on the word. Now meditating on the word makes you do the word. It makes you act the word. Do you understand me? When you meditate on the word of God effortlessly, without without any without strength, do you understand me? Without any really conscious um activity now, just effortlessly, you begin to act the word, you begin to live the word. You are changed from inside out. When you give out time to pray in tongues and you give out time to meditating on the word, effortlessly you see that you begin to act out the word of God. Because the word of God has the ability to change you. It has the ability to change anybody. That is how powerful the word of God, the word of God is. It has the ability to change anybody, including you. So, now, doing these things will help you sensitize, do you understand me, and activate your spirit. When you live like this, when you live this way, you give your spirit the opportunity to exercise in the realm of the God life. Do you understand me? When you begin to do activities like this, you are making yourself so in tuned to the God kind of life. Because in essence, that is what you have in your body. That is what you have in you, the God life. The life of God. That is what eternal life means. I've told you, when you have, I've told you countless times, when you have um, the life an unbeliever has is called suke. That's the Greek word. It means a normal life. It means mankind life. The life of every human being. Suke. Now, for every born-again believer, we've been taken out of the realm of normal life. Out of the realm of mankind. We've been given a Zohe life. Do you understand me? Which means the life of God. So when John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. The Greek word for everlasting life there means Zohe. The life of God. The possibilities in Christ. The God kind life. He says, having made us partakers of the divine nature. I told you the word divine nature there is not the real, is not, is not very, 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 although very nice, very nice, but it's not giving it the accurate description. The accurate description is the God kind. Having made us partakers of the God kind, not just divine nature, the God kind. The life that God has in you. So the implication of this is that, let me tell you, I've see, I'll just give you in a loose language. The implication of this kind of life that you have in you is that God is not powerful than you. No, you and God are in the same realm of power. We are complete in Him, which is the head of all principalities and power. That is that is who God made you to be. But you never, you will never, never express this thing if you don't take time to activate the Spirit of God in you. John, let me, let me, I think, let me read it out to you. John chapter 1. It says, verse 16, it says, And of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. See, leave the part of grace for grace. It says, and of his fullness we have received. Do you, do you, do you, do you, do you get that? Do you get that? Of his fullness. It means when you receive God, you received everything. He didn't give you, he didn't say, I'm going to give you my leg tomorrow. And I'm going to give you my hand tomorrow. And then next tomorrow I'll give you my eyes. No, he gave you all. Say with me, say God gave me all. Okay. Of his fullness, we have received. You received the fullness of God. The spirit that is given to you without measure. But you would not manifest these things unless you activate your spirit by praying in tongues, meditating on the word. Say with me, say, I am given to prayers. Oh, I am given to meditation. I meditate on the word of God. I pray always. You pray in tongues, you meditate on the word. You meditate, you, you look at your realities in Christ. And it's just a matter of time before you begin to act, before you begin to demonstrate all these things. It's just a matter of time. So I told you, you have to live this way to give your spirit the opportunity to exercise in the realm of the God kind. 
Because, see, as long as in, you are in this body, you have a choice. As long as you are in this body, let me say this again, as long as you are in this body, you have a choice to either be carnal or be spiritual. You have a choice to either live in as a God, as, as, a, as a God or as a man. You have a choice. Just like Jesus said, I place before you life, no, the word of God actually. He says, I place before you, I think it should be in the book of Deuteronomy. He says, I have placed before you life and death but choose life that's the way god has placed before you the god life and the man life it placed before you the life of god and the life of a man now which would you choose do you want to live like god or you want to live like a man ah god i want to live like a man i want to i sorry i want to live like god i want to live like god so the Bible tells you that to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You see, <laughs> oh God, to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life. Now, relate this to where Jesus, to where the word of God says, I have placed before you life and death. It means I have placed before you carnality and spirituality. Oh, you don't get that. You don't, you don't get it. You don't get it. Let me say it again. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, the word of God also says, I have placed before you life and I have placed before you death. Now, choose life. Now, if to be carnally minded is death, that means he's saying, I have placed before you carnality. That if to be spiritually minded is life, it means he's also saying, I have placed before you life and peace and joy and righteousness and every other thing that you get to enjoy in Christ and healings and prosperity and salvation and deliverance. Oh God. And open doors and blessings and many, many, many other things. He's saying, choose spirituality. So, please, you must learn to shut yourself away. See, shut yourself away. Sh Let me say it again. Learn to shut yourself away from distractions and the noise of this world. Learn to be with the Lord. See, these distractions would not help you. Distractions would not help you. In fact, they are not taking you anywhere closer to your destiny in life. They are only taking you further. The attractions and the distractions of this world. See, let me tell you, these things are ephemeral. They are transient. They will soon fade away. There is nothing that you, there is nothing you want to achieve in this world. Maybe you didn't know that. There is nothing you want to achieve in this world that would not pass away, that would not fade away. Nothing. If it does not part away with you, you will part away with it. Whether you like it or not, have thousands of mansions, have thousands of these are that or houses, cars, etc. Have thousands and millions of them. One way, one, one day, it's either they, they collapse or you die. Now, the only thing that would matter is the life of God in you. And so you don't want to spend all your life investing in all those things. You want to invest your life in the only thing that matters, the life of God. And you being a life-giving spirit, which is the, 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 the purpose why you exist. Oh God, I'm already shifting. Okay, so you have to, you have to learn to shut shut yourself out from the distractions of this world, from the attractions of this world. Shut yourself away consciously. You must intentionally do that. Let me tell you, it's not going to be easy, but then it's going to help your life. It's going to help the life of God in you, because that is the only way you can live like God. If you cannot by this day, if you cannot, you call yourself a believer and you cannot seriously say, okay, I'm not going to watch movies. Okay, I'm just going to, instead of watching movies, I'm just going to spend time with the Holy Ghost. Oh God. I'm just going to spend time acknowledging my fellowship with the Father. Oh God. So learn to shut out yourself away from the distractions and noise of this world. Be alone with the Lord in prayers. In praying tongues. Insistently. Insistently. You are praying tongues. Every time you are praying tongues. Like, you learn to be with the Lord. Oh, God. In prayers, in worship, 
in meditation, deep meditations. Uh, when I talk about meditation, I'm talking about meditating in the word. Says the book of this law shall not depart. The book of the Lord there means the word. And so when you are doing all these things, you know that you know. Many believers don't know. They are they are looking, they are looking for how they can discover purpose. They are here and there looking for how to discover purpose. What's my purpose in life? Where's my it's a sign that you have no time, you have no personal time with the Lord. When you have a personal time with the Lord, it will give you specific assignments. Ah, oh God, do you understand what I'm telling you tonight? It will give you specific assignments, and you know your purpose. The, the general purpose for everybody I've told you is that we are going to preach this gospel and teach this gospel. Preach it to the unbelievers and teach it to the believers. Because that is the dream of God. And so you are going to be dreaming the dream of God. That is the purpose for which you exist. I've revealed your purpose to you in case you don't know why you exist. But then in purpose, I've taught you, get my teachings on purpose and life or life and purpose. Get my teaching on that. Now, I've taught you that in that your purpose, you have specific assignments. Now, many believers will die unfulfilled because they don't know. They don't know their specific assignment in the purpose of God. Oh, God. So, you must learn to be alone with the Lord in prayer. Learn to be alone with the Lord in worship and meditation on the word. He will guide you through your spirit. That is you activating your spirit. The Lord will guide you. He will lead you. So even though you are, it looks like you are in the valley of the shadow of death, you are not going to fear no evil, for he is with you. He is guiding you. He's calling, oh God, he's, he's guiding you. He's moving with you. And so you are not going to move by how you feel. You are not going to move by the realm of your senses. Do you understand me? You're not going to, because your senses have a way of suggesting to you that, no, 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 no. Don't do this. Don't try that. But no, you are going to move by faith. The Bible says, the just shall live by faith. Not by sight, but by faith. So you are not going to go by how you feel. You are not going to go by how your senses talk to you. They tell you, do this or don't do that. No, you go by the, the promptings of God in your spirit. You just know that you know that you know that you know. Brother Temple, how do you know that God called you into ministry? I just know. How? He told me. How did he tell you? I, in the place of prayers. In the place of prayers. And deep meditation. And fastings. Sometimes you just have to have fasting. Sometimes. I'm not a fan of fasting. But really, sometimes you just have to have it. For the purpose at which you were created. That is how to get specific assignments. Specific assignments that... Do you understand me? Specific assignments about your purpose. Sometimes the Lord will talk to me and then say, Okay, Temple, I want you to start doing this. He will just talk to me as I'm going down the street. He just reveals to me in a vision or through small voice or sometimes I just hear it. And then he tells me, I want you to engage on this kind of thing. I want you to engage and start doing this. And that's all he will say. And the information does not come full. What do I do? I go away to be with the Lord. And I begin to pray. When I see that, okay, I'm not, I'm not getting tuned. See, let me say this to you. Many of you think, God, I, I am not, I am, I am, I am never. I have, I have, I have never been, and I am still not a fan of when God is silent. God has never been silent. God will never be silent. He is never silent. Oh God, that concept of when God is silent is unscriptural. When God is silent, it means you are deaf. That's just a simple truth. God does never be silent. When it looks like God is silent, oh, <laughs> when it looks like God is silent, it, it does not mean God is silent. It means you are deaf. You need to open your ears and attune because God is talking. In the middle of the night, if you can spend time with him, he wants to talk to you every time. I mean, God is not a talkative, but he's a talk active. He's active in talking. He's very active in talking. Because he wants to tell you things. Too many things. But sometimes when the Lord begins to talk to me, I begin to write and write and write and write and write. And, and I write. And sometimes I go to be with the Lord and it looks as if he's not talking. Now, you may, you may encounter times like that in your life. 
where it looks like God is not talking. And I'm telling you again, it's not like God is not talking. He is talking. You see, as I'm talking right now, all across the world, listen to me very carefully, all across the world, as I'm talking right now, there are broadcasts going on. In fact, right now, I'm making a broadcast. Now, it's easy for people to say, okay, King's Assembly is not broadcasting when they are not connected to this network because they probably does not even know this network exists. Are you with me? Okay, let me say this. There are radio stations all, all across the globe, all across the continent. There are TV stations. Do you understand me? And where you are right now, you probably are not watching a TV or listening to the radio. Now, that does not mean a broadcast is not going on. They are going on. Do you understand me? TV shows are happening. Radio guys, these presenters are talking on their shows and different things are happening. But you are not listening to it. You are not getting blessed by those broadcasts. Why? You are not attuned. You probably does not have, do, do not have a radio or your radio is not tuned. There are times like that. So what do you do? You spend time in tuning your radio. You spend time, you carry your radio and you begin to tune. And you begin to tune. Okay, uh, this is becoming clearer. And then you begin to hear some white noise. They are called white noises. You begin to hear them. Shh. And then you try to you try to roll that in again to tune it to make sure it is attuned. God is not silent. God is always talking. He does not want to leave you confused. And that is why he would always talk when you go to him. But what what you you may not hear him. And so when you're not hearing him, give yourself more to prayer. Give yourself more to the word. When you're not hearing him, give yourself to, more to prayers. And give yourself more to the word again. You're still not hearing him, add fasting. You will hear him. He will talk to you. He's never silent. Do you understand me? So you go by the promptings of God in your spirit. The leadings of God inside you. Okay. So please, I want you to get into the practice of charging yourself, of building yourself in Christ, building yourself. Hmm. God, build yourself, build yourself, okay? Now, I've told you again and again, in case you didn't understand me, you build yourself by praying in tongues. You, you allow your spirit to soak, oh God. Do you understand me? You allow your spirit to soak. You pray. You soak yourself in prayers. Kata nasubre. See, you can pray in tongues for five minutes, and you honestly are already blessed by that five minutes prayers, because your mind is there. No, the tongues is not coming through your mind, but no, you put your mind in focus, in alignment to the tongue. Because God will talk to you through your mind as you are praying tongues. The interpretation of the tongues you are praying would be coming. That's how God leads us sometimes. He's going to give us visions. Things to work with. Things pertaining to our future. If you don't see, if you don't have something, a blueprint that you are working with in your life now, it is a sign that you've neglected the place of acknowledging your fellowship with God. It's a sign that you've left the place of spending time with the Holy Ghost. Because God is going to go show you vision, things about your future. He's going to show you and you will work with it. Oh God, are you, are you getting me? So, allow your spirit to soak in prayers. Allow your spirit to soak in the world through meditation so that you can be able to deal wisely in the affairs of life. So that you can deal wisely in all aspects of your life. You allow your spirit to take a posture of, of readiness. A posture of alacrity. Do you understand me? To hear from God. And it is very important for you to do this daily. That is the point. Many of you, you just go ahead and pray in tongues once in a week. Twice in a week. Four times in a month. No, it will never, you will not, you will not... You'll be confused. Do you understand me? It's nice to have a personal time of retreating, but it's also nice to have a consistent time of praying with God, of praying. Just pick a time. That's the best way. Pick a time from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. At this particular location, I'm going to be up praying in tongues. No matter what it is that I'm praying. If I'm sleeping, God wake me. He'll wake you. I mean, some of you have had encounters like that. I have had many, many, more than enough encounters of that where God will just wake me. Many. And of course, sometimes instead of praying, many times, you know, instead of praying, 
I just pick my phone. Those days, I'll pick my phone and start playing games. But now, thank God, God has changed my life. You see, you don't want to be like that. Wake up. Wake up and pray. You must do these things daily. Daily. Because that is how you live. You eat daily. Is that true? Yes, you eat daily. You've been eating all your life. Since you were born, you've been eating. You've not stopped eating. Why? What makes you think you can stop praying? Or what makes you think you can stop meditating on the word of God? You cannot. Matthew 4, 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He didn't say by every word that proceeded. No, he says by every word that proceeds a present continuous tense. Proceeds means something that is always reoccurring, always reoccurring you will hear today tomorrow you are hearing a new thing and a new thing and you are living in the freshness of god and then people will be like ah ofrosho yes ofrosh because you are living in the wisdom of god the wisdom of god is 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 eating in the word of god eating not from you but eating for you so we are living by the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We live by the word. The just shall live by faith. Do you understand me? So you live on the word daily, downly. You are living on the word. That is how we activate our spirit. Do you understand me? Say the name of Jesus. Ah, katabaraje. In the globrehem vuzada. La katabaga jaruta gasgiburanda vianosa. In the jagaba. Come on, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Javratus garata makadu aliza. In riada zakumado. Janda kelebrezo vriginanti la cruzopoca. Reza viga. La junta cruzobrana. Alagadiza vrohonto. Benza vrigas comatapa. A jagadama ratus ebrigidali. Ah, say in the name of Jesus. I declare by the help of the Spirit of God, I give time to pray in other tongues and to meditate on the word. Therefore, my spirit is, is, um, is sensitive. Oh God, my spirit is sensitive to the promptings of God. My spirit is sensitive to the promise of the to the promptings of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. I pray always. I meditate on the word of God. I am given to much praise. I'm given to the word of God. I am living by the word of God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, were you blessed? Okay. So um I want you to listen to this as many, as many, as many, as many times as you can. It's very important. Do you understand me? For faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You don't just stop and at hearing. You must hear again and again and again. Do you understand me? God bless you. I love you.